Welcome to Living a Full Life Podcast. Join us as we explore health topics that encourage raising healthy children, living a healthy life, and living the best life possible. Now, here's your host. Welcome, everyone. I'm Dr. Enrico Dolcecori, and this week we'll be talking about sciatica. Sciatica is no fun. It's a pain that travels down your leg and can sometimes send radiating pain to your foot, your calf, behind the knee, or it can be localized right into the low back or into the glute muscle, but it can really hold people back. So typically the story goes like this. Wake up in the morning, and as soon as you swing your legs off the bed and try and stand up, you feel a pain shoot into the back, like a stabbing pain, or into the glute, or like I described, down the leg, into the calf, the knee, the foot, wherever it may be, the pain is just not fun. You try and figure out how you're going to get through the rest of the day if the pain continues like this. Some It's a story we hear every single day in most chiropractic offices around the world, but especially in ours. Uh, so we're going to dive into the intricacies of sciatica <clears throat> to understand it and differentiate it from back pain because back pain opens up an entire umbrella of diagnostics that we can look into to see what is going on or what the diagnosis and prognosis may be. Back pain can be related to many different things, discs, bone, muscle, ligament, sprain, strains, lots of different things, radiating pain from our organs. Back pain is a big bubble, but sciatica is very specific. Sciatica is a diagnosis of an irritated sciatic nerve that's causing the pain. And it can be different depending on which nerve roots are effective in the sciatic nerve. Sciatic nerve is the largest nerve in the human body aside from the spinal cord, which is not a nerve. It's the spinal cord. It's your brain. But aside from that, it is the largest and thickest nerve in the body. It's made up of a branch of nerves stemming from the lower lumbar spine from L3, 4, 5, S1, S2, S3. They all turn into the sciatic nerve and travel down through and deep below the buttocks and down the leg. And it starts to taper off into finer nerves by the time it gets down to your foot. So if, if anywhere along that chain gets lit up for any reason, an impingement, uh, a muscle spasm, uh, an injury, uh, hematoma, a uh, bruise, a strain, inflammation, lymphatic issues, disc bulge, disc herniation, subluxation of the low back, subluxation of the sacrum, movement of the pelvis, whatever it may be, all these things can lead to a sciatic type pain. The most common stories we get in our office with people that get relief is that they describe sciatica because they think it's like a, like a migraine. When people say they get headaches and the headaches are really bad, they'll say, I get a migraine. And they feel like the word migraine is more serious than a headache. But migraine is actually diagnosed depending on its category, uh, whether it has an aura, where it doesn't, whether we're light sensitive, auditory sensitive, sensory sensitive, whatever it may be. Uh, So there's a proper diagnosis to migraine. And a lot of patients come in with back pain and they'll say sciatica. And then once you ask the questions as a doctor through that, they have no traveling pain. They have no pain in their foot. They have no numbness or tingling. And you start to bring this back. You realize it's not sciatica. It's actually back pain. And then we have to go through a course of imaging and testing and orthopedics to figure out where the dysfunction is or what's going on. And uh, that's what we do in our office. So I've been doing it for almost 20 years and I realize. Man, 
there's a there's a tendency to all these types of things and things that we can do to prevent sciatica from happening. And if we get into a flare, uh, there's things that we can do to get us out of a flare, depending on the diagnosis and knowing where the sciatica is coming from. So sciatica, the pain will almost always travel. We'll have either a back pain or a glute pain where it starts somewhere along the pelvis in the back of the pelvis, and then they'll radiate somewhere. It could radiate right into the glute. A lot of people say I have a sharp pain down into my butt cheek or down into the back of my thigh or it wraps around my thigh to the front. Um, these are types of sciatica depending on where the nerve, nerve impingement is. If it's upper in the lumbar spine, it'll be higher up. It'll be localized low back pain, glute pain. If it's lower in sacrum involved or S1, we'll have more of a foot involvement where it radiates down the leg. Um, in some unique cases, it could be back pain and foot tingling where there's no pain down the leg, but the toes are numb. That's a type of sciatica as well. Millions of people suffer from this and it can come and go, or it can come once and never come again because it was treated properly, or it may be from post-injury, or it could be neuropathy, or it could be many different things. But if you ever wake up with back pain, or if it's an onset, uh, a rapid onset, emergency medical evaluation is necessary. I would not wait with this. Does it mean you have to go straight to an emergency room? No, depending on the symptoms. If you can't control your bladder or if you're having uh, incontinence issues or you can't walk, yes, that's a 911 call immediately. That could be something more serious. But if it's pain where it's just really bad pain, you can barely, you know, step on it or you can function, you can stand up, you can sit down, you can probably drive yourself to the urgent care. That is somewhere where you want to go to a specialist so you don't waste your time. Emergency care only can do one of two things when it comes to pain, and that is to give you a pain medication immediately there, tramadol, morphine, um, Vicodin, whatever it may be in the moment that they can give you, and a muscle relaxer. That will be it. And you may be given a prescription to take home for pain meds or a muscle relaxer to take home. But they're going to do the same things, the emergency care, imaging and testing, and maybe even some blood work to make sure that it's not something serious. And the serious things that we look for in medicine when it comes to anything that could cause nerve impingement are tumors, benign or malignant, growths, or impingement on the nerve because of a a dysfunctional growth somewhere along the spine, on a soft tissue, a mass in the abdomen. That's truly what we're looking for first. Then number two is any broken bones or severe dislocations of something because of trauma. But most people don't fall into that category. What they fall into is an idiopathic onset where there is no reason why they got the pain. But once they get to my office and we start talking and we start trying to help them, it's during when we're helping them that the stuff starts to come up. Oh, you know, I didn't tell you this, but, you know, two weeks ago, I decided to go play baseball with my kids. Oh, hey, Mary, when was the last time you played baseball? Oh, 25 years ago. Well, what'd you do? Well, I threw the ball maybe a thousand times. I'm like, okay, that's one thing. But I also decided to sit down and back catch or catch, be the catcher for three different pitchers during that time. Oh, how long was that for? About two hours. So you sat in a squat position for two hours. They're like, yes, I think I know why you have sciatica. And then we figure it out. Now it is a glute impingement or a piriformis impingement. And it's a muscle spasm deep underneath the buttocks that is causing impingement on the sciatic nerve. Not fun, uh, not easy, but very, very quickly resolved with proper myofascial release techniques and a chiropractic adjustment. That's what we do in our office. The other things are where we do get some disc involvement, L4, L5, S1, rotated pelvis, 
sacrum is not in the right place, L5, L4 under stress, there might be a disc bulge somewhere. This is where chiropractic adjustments, we need some imaging and we take x-rays immediately. They're typically done standing from the front and from the side. And I even in my office will even take movement x-rays where patients will bend to their right and left to see what's happening with the spine's natural motion. And I always tell my patients, we take imaging because we want to make sure we don't do something that's going to make something worse. That's the whole point of imaging is we want to look into it and make sure you're clear for care, but also that if there is any areas that we're skeptical about, we avoid them and work around them so that we get you better and not make you worse. And I think that's where sometimes through any type of therapy, chiropractic, uh, ther- um, physical therapy, uh, acupuncture, occupational therapy, athletic therapy, whatever it may be, and people walk away and like, oh my gosh, I was worse after all that. It's because we missed something through the diagnostic process where we moved into the inflammation and didn't help remove the inflammation. So that's the problem there. And those are the techniques that depending on where you go to, like in my office, were designed and built for this to help patients correct misalignments and correct malposition of the spine that help relieve sciatica very effectively. And that's through rehab. So we do chiropractic adjustments, myofascial release techniques, stretching, rehab, decompression for discs, uh, traction, all the right modalities that are in there to help people with that. You're probably listening right now and being like, well, what do I do if I ever run into something like this or my back pain is really bad? Again, we need imaging to know where your spine's at. Is it a straight curve of the low back? Do you have a hyper curve of the low back? Do you have lots of rotation in the spine? Did you carry two, three, four, five pregnancies in your lifetime? What was happening to that pelvis? But aside from that, two of the best stretches for back pain are either, if you can, to lie down flat on your back, bend your knees, give yourself a big hug, pull those knees into your stomach and stretch the low back. For some people, you may not feel a stretch in the low back because of your flexibility, and that one may not work very well. So then you bring your legs back down straight. You bring up the one side, the non-effective side. Start with your good side. Bring the knee up. Use your opposite hand and pull it across. From Try and bring it. I always say bring your, sho- bring your knee to your opposite shoulder. So you pull in that direction, and you hold. You want to get that glute to stretch. If you're getting a deep hip pain in the front, or on the side, stop. You're stressing that hip joint. That's, again, not going to be the right answer. But for most people, you'll be able to pull on that. You'll feel the stretch. Hold for 10 to 15 seconds. Release that leg. Now try on the bad side, nice and slow, to bring that knee up. Grab it with the opposite hand. Bring it in the direction of that opposite shoulder. And as you're pulling on that bad side, listen to the tension. Listen to the pain. Just get that muscle to stretch. And by holding that for 5, 10, 15 seconds release, you can repeat the cycle two or three times. That usually can alleviate some of the pain, take you from a nine out of a nine out of ten to a six out of ten, and gets you through your day. Another one is if you can't even get on the floor because of the pain, is to sit in a chair, cross the the good leg over the bad leg, so the knee like crisscross, but just the one. So cross your leg over, so your ankles over your knee, straighten your back as much as you can, and just tip forward, bring your belly button down to the ground. So you tip over, you won't have to go very far, and what will happen is the knee that you bent that you crossed is going to be the side that stretches, and you're going to feel that in the glute. This is the flamingo stretch or the pigeon stretch, whichever you want to call it. And as you lean forward, you'll be able to get that same glute. But now you're in a chair, you're in a seated position. This is much more comfortable. So these are things you can do at home. But honestly, the whole point of this podcast is for a PSA for the public is that the best place to call right away is chiropractic office. Uh, for sure, look locally. And when people say, well, who do I call? It's an emergency. Who do I call? Picking up the first number, 
they may not be ready for you for that, or you may not be able to get in. And going down the list on Google isn't the best either. I go by reviews. I definitely go by reviews. So I look at the reviews and I and I read a couple. This only takes a couple minutes. Read a, read a few. And the people with back pain that leave reviews, you're safe bet to go into some good hands there at that chiropractic office. PT is another good option, physical therapy. However, when you're in a lot of pain, it's tough to go into a physical therapy office and do anything, any movement. The modalities that they have for you there are ice, heat, ultrasound, maybe cold laser, maybe something to help reduce the inflammation. It's like an anti-inflammatory without medicine. They're trying to do that for you in that point, and some chiropractors do too. But in a chiropractic office, what ends up happening is you get the pain modalities as well and the chiropractic work as well. So you get both of them, which gives you a faster result. They're both good options. I'm just saying that's what we tend to do. And even my physical therapy friends are like, yeah, there's some certain conditions where I recommend chiropractic first over PT. And this is one of them for other things, rotator cuff, knees, hips. I, I actually refer PT first, go to PT, do the X strength, then come back here. We'll get alignment. And that's going to be a great combination there. So sciatica, the difference is that sciatica's pain will travel down the leg and it's excruciating and people, I feel bad for them. I've never experienced it myself. I've had back pain, but I've never had sciatica. Back pain can be a whole umbrella of things. Either way, get these things checked to make sure that you catch them early so that you can bring back function to an area of dysfunction. That's my best advice when it comes to back pain and low back pain. Have a great week. Stay healthy. If you have any other questions, send them our way. We love to base podcasts off of your questions and teach you more. Because if you're asking it, a hundred other people are asking the same questions. Have a great week. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Living a Full Life Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in. And we'll catch you in the next episode.